Hello, I'm Janet. I'm Ashley. And I'm Amber. And we are two girls and a bottle of wine. Because men like boobs. And girls like wine. I feel like going forward, we should just split that up. I'll say, (laughs) we are two girls and a bottle of wine. Amber says the boobs part, and Ashley says the last part. Because girls like wine. What do you think? Deal. That works. Well, we're here. All three of us are back together again. Yay! Yay! Yay. How are you guys? Well, now that we got all of that out of the way, I'm very stressed, but... um, (laughs) All of what out of the way? Our little show and tell before the... Oh. Stressed me out. (laughs) But other than that, I'm good. Take a sip of your wine. I know. What are y'all drinking? So, I am drinking a menage a trois rosé wine from 2017, but... In addition to my wine today in the mail, I obtained these little things called Drop It. Ooh. And it is for Drop the Headache, Enjoy the Wine. And you put like two, if it's red wine, you have to put like three drops. But um, I put two drops of um, the Drop It in here um, to help because I think um, as I get older, um, the red wine, I feel like sometimes can give me a little bit of a headache and it gets like a little weird. So it takes out like the, um, what is it? Like the tannins and stuff like that, or yeah, the tannins and the sulfite. Um, so that way it reduces your headaches. headaches. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Beunimus. Ashley, what mm-hmm. are you drinking? I'm drinking some rascal Pinot Noir. It's, uh, was a wine purchase from um, it was just like a local liquor store, but um, it was an Ibotta deal, so I got like three dollars back off of it. Ooh, very nice. Yeah, so it was totally worth it. But it's um, out of Oregon, and um, I tried the white, and the white was really good, and the red is pretty tasty as well. So nice. I'm I'm drinking um, a sweet red. From the Red 55 winery. It's called Bell. I opened it on Sunday. So if you see me empty the bottle, it's not all from tonight. (laughs) Ashley called me out once on that. I'm all by myself here, girls. It takes me a few days. Yeah. (laughs) And this is the... I was like squinting because the bottle's over there. I was like trying to read You did good. This is from the Miranda Lambert winery. I was going to ask. Yeah, I have a whole, like, I've joined her Wine of the Month Club. It's I've really seen nice. a lot lately about, like, like I think Naked Wines was doing some promotion where they were giving you, like, $100 off. Oh, wow. An order. I don't but like I Naked. I never tried Naked and we didn't Yeah, like we it. don't like Naked. Never. I think good. we've tried it a couple times. A yeah. couple different kinds. And maybe no. That, maybe that's why they're giving $100 off. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but, oh, I can't show it because it's on my phone. Um, so Trish, who also listens to this podcast, um, so Hi, Trish. <laughs> she came over on Friday night and uh, she gets a discount at Total Beverage. So um, we got like eight bottles of wine um, that night. But uh, she also sent me, I might, I'll forward it to you guys or I'll have her forward it, the link or something. But um, there's a new winery um wine box kind of thing that's like four leaf or leaf something um and you get like four bottles of wine for like free like all you pay is like shipping and hand 
can cancel your subscription like right away. So you don't have to go anymore. But she has a little link and she sent it to me and I haven't ordered it yet. Wow. That's fun. That does. I got my my Miranda Lambert subscription today and I got a flask in with this. It was great. I don't know how to use a flask. Like, I guess you just put liquor in it. Like, I'd put my Malibu in it and take it to the yeah. movies and pour it in my Diet Coke. Yeah, exactly. A, yep. But I've never owned a flask. I feel very cool. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. So, Amber, how's yeah. how's the staying out of jail? Oh, you know, it's going well. You must share well. this story. So Nick and I have been talking about buying me a gun for a while for protection in the house. Um, Just as a side note, I will be taking gun safety and all that. I have shot a gun before. Um, It's just been a little while. Have you shot a 380? I have shot a 380. I'll tell you why I got the 380 and and you'll understand. (laughs) But I did originally want a nine. So yeah. I wanted a nine because I don't like the kickback. I like the kickback in a nine because there really isn't any. Right. Um, but when we went to like Cabela's and like some of the other larger places, the prices were just so expensive um, and or overpriced, I should say. And the lines were ridiculous for people waiting to get guns or even just look at guns. Like I couldn't even like look at a case. So um, we decided that there was this larger pawn shop in Brighton and we decided to go there. And while we were there, there was a couple of different guns that I was looking at, but this one caught my eye because it was like metallic pink. Oh, I'm <laughs> jealous. And so I was like, oh my God. And there was like this nine that was also pink, but it was like, it had like this weird plastic handle and it looked like a toy gun. And I was like, I don't really know that if I need to like shoot a gun, I want to be like shooting a toy gun. Right. Um, but when I held that the plastic one versus holding the Glock 380, yeah, 380, there was just this difference where the 380 just felt so much lighter and better in my hand, and it was a great color pink. <laughs> I can't wait so, to see this. This is how we ended up with a 380. But as many know, you have to do a background check. So they put in the background check, and there was just this feeling. I was like, I have a feeling I'm going to get tonight. And Nick's like, why would you get tonight? I'm like, I don't know. I, it's just this feeling. Like, I have a feeling that there's, like, something going on. And he's like, whatever. So <laughs> they call me yesterday. And they're like, oh, hey, so your thing came back, your background check came back, and you've been denied. And they're like, well, a lot of times it's normally because you, like, owe money for tolls or you have, like, whatever. So you have to follow this process because of COVID-19, you can't like call, you have to like email in the denial and then put an appeals in. So I was like, well, just put the appeals in, but of course I'm impatient. So today (laughs) I went to go, I know. So when I was going to take my car to get its brakes done today, I was kind of cleaning it out and I found this, (laughs) which is this little yellow piece of paper um, that I mistook for a traffic ticket so i was pulled over um shocker speeding is this is this isn't the one that you got on oh the night God. home from janet's is it it is not it is okay. the one that i got two weeks later gotcha. um <laughs> oh my gosh so and nick wants you to drive i think you're I gonna know. get pulled over for speeding <laughs> right 
Cruise control lady. I know. That's what we're going to do. And so, like, they always explain to you, like, you have an option to go into court and, like, stay contested. You can be like, oh, I wasn't speeding. But I'm not dumb. Like, I, I was speeding. Yeah, you were, you were probably speeding. I was definitely <laughs> speeding. I didn't realize I was going as fast as I was going, but I was definitely speeding. Having driven next to and behind you on the way to Janet's a few times, I definitely agree you were speeding. <laughs> oh, yeah. I have a lead foot for sure. Uh, so I go online and I'm like, well, I'll just pay the ticket. This has got to be what it is. I just have a ticket that I need to pay. And I go in and they're like, blah, blah, blah. You have a warrant for your arrest. And I was like, what? So um, since March 3rd, I have had a warrant out for my arrest. Because I failed to appear in court. So I did not receive a ticket. A summons. And the summons was to bring me to court so I could either contest the speeding or plead guilty and receive a fine. And yeah. That's dumb in and of itself. Right. And so I think that's why I just like disregarded it. Because I was like, that's stupid. Why? Like. I also don't want to waste my time going into court. Like, just give me a fucking fine. Like, I did I did the crime, and I will pay my price. Like, that's just how it works. Um, so, yeah. So, I no longer have a warrant out for my arrest. Um, I was able to cancel the warrant. Oh, good. Um, as of this morning. So, it is now canceled. So, you don't um, have to I go have in? A, you just have to pay well, now. Ah. So, there is a new court date. But I am able to, because of COVID and everything, and because I previously had cancer and I'm in, like, uh, uh, the high-risk group, because um, I'm on certain meds, I can actually do it online. So I sent in an email, that, which is the, fo- the process. Um, I was like, you know, I'm not able to make that date. Can I just resolve this online? So I'm waiting, currently waiting to hear back, but I will no longer be arrested. That's awesome. So um, my gun is being held for 45 days while I work this out. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) So that's like the second time since I've lived here that I probably was supposed to be arrested. It's great. (laughs) The first time I didn't know my license got revoked and the over just didn't tell me. Oh, that's funny. Good thing you're white. I know. Good call. Wow. I know. No, like, <laughs> that was a bronze. Good transition. <laughs> I'm saying Amber has white privilege because had that been anybody of color, it could have gone been arrested on the spot. Yeah. Or, well, you guys also know the story where Nick almost got arrested in the car with me because they thought he was kidnapping me because he was a Mexican. I do remember that. I do. Yeah. Whew. See, that's so, ri- uh, so ridiculous. Yes. So I think. Today's focus is going to be on a very tough, but what everyone's talking about topic. And you guys know me. I I like to focus on the glitter, but it is what it is. And so I was like, we just have to address it. So pardon me if I don't have a lot to contribute, but I know you girls and you girls. (laughs) I was like, don't worry, Ashley and I got you. (laughs) Yes. You know, I was really disappointed that I missed last week because all of this has really been weighing on my heart a lot. Um, and I know you guys had your say last week, so if you don't mind, I'm going to jump in here with. And we didn't. We didn't fully address it. I, I don't think I walked into last week knowing how to address it. 
right? And I have been taking the last yeah. week to self-educate, to to learn about the things that I didn't know that I didn't know. And I definitely didn't know a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think we all don't know a lot. I think one, I would say a good example of this is, um, I have a personal story of this and that is, um, this idea of white privilege and, and really, I feel like my story can maybe relate to other people. I grew up in New Mexico where, um, white is not really the primary skin color in New Mexico. Um, it's a lot of Hispanic, but you have a lot of native American, um, Lately, in the last couple of years, there's been an influx of African-American black people because um, of everything that happened with Katrina. A lot of people moved out west. But when I was growing up, there really weren't that many black people. It was a lot of, um, it was just a lot of Native American and Hispanic. And I would definitely say that I would fall into the minority in New Mexico being white. Um, But I think... And I always felt like that sheltered me from having like this racist mindset, meaning that like I grew up with all of these people of color and I never, I definitely was one of those people who back in the day would say, oh, I don't see people as color. I just see people as people. Um, not really understanding the, the true intent of it. And I think that what I've realized now is that my white privilege protected me. Because even though I was in the minority, I was never treated as I was in the minority. And that's the difference, right? That's like, even though I was part of the minority, I wasn't treated as it. And if the shoe had been reversed, I'm sure that somebody else, like if it would have been a black person, they definitely would have been treated as though they were in the minority. And that's something that like as a white person, I can't really wrap my head around. And that's something that I just have to come to terms with that I will never understand how they feel. Um, and right. all I can do is learn and continue growing myself to be an advocate for anybody of color, especially black people in this day and age. And, um, you know, and I also used to always think, oh, cause like my sister is half Hispanic, half Filipino or half Hispanic, sorry, she is half, really she's a quarter, Hispanic, Filipino, and then half white. So like, I always felt like that also protected me. Um, And I think that this whole situation has really just opened my eyes to to see, even though I never considered myself racist or or never would judge people based on their skin color, never would put prejudices on people, there are still things that I can do to improve myself and to continue the literature to other people who I interact with on it on a daily basis so I just I just wanted to share that because it was like a self-realization um over the last couple weeks and um it just it it made me feel almost empowered that like I do have the ability to go out and and help and I just I don't know what that looks like yet um I'm still trying to figure that out, as I'm sure so many other people are. Um, but yeah, no, I, I think that I'm my um, where I come from. 
Southwest Missouri. It's a great place to be from. There, there's not a lot of diversity. Um, and I've had to unfollow some people on, on the social um, media platforms just because there's a lot of ignorance. You know, I've been in Colorado for over over a decade now, um, and I, I felt like I had a little bit more exposure. But over the last couple of weeks, I just I realized how ignorant I still was. And there's so much that I need to to learn. And that um, a lot of the things that I put in our notes for today are things that I found while trying to educate myself. Um, That's good. Yeah. Yeah, Amber? Yeah, I agree. Um, I think I have done a lot of reflection and thinking back about times that, you know, not to sound like the people who are always like, oh, well, I know gay people or I know black right. people or anything like that. Right. Um, but years ago, I dated a gentleman from Virginia who his skin color was very dark. Um, and in lacrosse, we just didn't have that many people um, that were of any different background or different um, colored skin. And so when we would date, when we were dating and we would go out in public, like the way that people would stop or the way that people would treat us or respond to us was so shocking to me, but I never really thought about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think, and even, you know, this week as Nick and I are preparing to talk about driving um, and I'm pretty sure only that Regan and Nick listen to this and not mama Kim. Um, <laughs> but uh as we prepare to drive across country um, next week, he said to me, you know, I want to uh, talk about our driving plans because I think I'm going to drive halfway through Nebraska and then you can drive as we complete Nebraska. And I was like, okay, that's fine. Cause I just figured we're divvying it up. Um, but he was like, well, no, like I just want to make sure that once we get to East Nebraska, he's like, I can't be driving the car. And I was like, why? He's like, because I'm brown. He's like, and the cops are really bad on the eastern side of Nebraska. And I don't want mm. us to get pulled over or have any, like, anything happen. Yep. And that was kind of where I was like, oh, shit. Like, I don't have to think about those things. Right. Like, I, I don't have to worry about, you know, going out in public and having someone get on the other side of the street. Or, um, you know... Uh, Twitch from Ellen DeGeneres, him and his wife did a white privilege TikTok. Yeah. And it was very powerful to kind of watch that. And, you know, um, if you don't watch TikTok um, or if you haven't seen these done, a lot of times with some of the TikTok videos, they'll name things and you hold up your hands. And every time you can match something, whether it be like a country song that you know or whatever, you put a finger down. Well, this one was the white privilege version. And so his wife, who is um, white, put up her fingers and then Twitch put up his and he was able to put down a finger every single time. And it was, you know, has anybody ever moved to the side of the street as soon as they saw you? And some of the other questions and it's just things that we don't think about because of white privilege. Um, right. And I saw something the other day, too, where this is kind of this is very similar to the hashtag Me Too movement. This is the time for people of color to stand up and get to finally hear their voices heard. I mean, they've been saying these things for years and now it's drawing the attention that it deserves where enough is enough. Yeah. And I think too, and a couple things that really stuck out to me over the last couple weeks is 
Number one is obviously if you saw the George Floyd video, um, you know, it's very, it's, it's shocking to the soul. It's, it's heart wrenching to watch it and to, to, to be like, I can't do anything or, or these people aren't doing anything or these cops aren't doing anything to help this man. And um, what people kept saying is like, if you're shocked by this video, then that means you're probably white because you like, we see this all the time. You don't see this all the time. Yeah. And that to me was like, it, it, it definitely is one of those things where it's like out of sight, out of mind. Unfortunately, that's like a horrible thing to say, but it is when the, when the news isn't playing that stuff and, you know, you're not living in those types of neighborhoods and you're not always in those types of situations. Like, but it shouldn't be, it shouldn't be out of sight, out of mind. It should always be top of mind. And the other thing that really hit home for me was, um, I was watching Jimmy Kimmel or not Jimmy Kimmel, Jimmy Fallon. And he had, um, if you watched him at all, this last week, have you guys watched him? I'm asleep long before he comes but I, on. I've heard stuff. So. I, DV, I DVR him. Oh, okay. So he, um, he, so he got called out for a blackface thing um, for doing like a per- impersonation of Chris Rock, who's actually a good friend of Jimmy's. And um, so he came out and the advice that he was given was to sweep it under the rug and not say anything. And he decided, no, that's not the right way to do it. Like, I need to face this head on and like, we need to talk about this. So he brought on like NAACP representatives. He brought on a lot of like big figures in black lives, black lives matter and like interviewing them, giving them a platform to talk about um, everything that they have going on. And one of the things somebody said is, um, which comes back to you, Amber, what you were saying earlier, which is um, how, like if you're white, how many black friends do you have? Like who are truly like, your friend who you would call them in any instance and they're not like people you work with. And I like had to do some soul searching and I was like, you know what? I really don't like, I have, I have close people that I work with who are black, but like, I don't feel like I have any really close friends that I could, I could call friend who are black, which is so disappointing to me because going to school in Nashville, Tennessee, um, that was a huge culture shock for me going from like, Hard, sorry guys, I'm really getting on a soapbox here, but going from like little, you know, Hispanic, nothing, New Mexico, um, to going to inner city Nashville, where now, you know, I'm surrounded by like half black population. Um, it was like, it was a total culture shock for me. But one thing I realized is that I loved that culture. Like I love the African-American culture and the community. And that's one thing I would like, I want to be friends with black people. Like they do things in their life that is so much cooler than like anything that me and my <laughs> friends do. Like no offense ladies, but like, <laughs> you know, like they, they like dance when no one's watching. Like they, I always feel like they live their life. And that is, I would love to be around people like that with energy who just like love and they don't care. I'm sorry. I'm getting like, I'm like crying because like, that's what I think of when I think of like the black community is like they love and they don't care. And and like they're they're not afraid to show their personality. And those are like things that I look at myself and like I wish I could do that. Like I wish I could break out in song in like the middle of the grocery store and like not care. But like right. that's that's not who I am. So like that's something that I would love to I mean it's already hard enough to make friends when you're in your 30s. 
But if there's anyone out there that wants to be my friend. Like, <laughs> there's an open I'm casting call. <laughs> <laughs> like Automatic approval rate of 100%. <laughs> Oh, Ashley, thank you. Thank you so much. And like you said, we're all trying to search for what we can do. And, you know, I'm I'm still very nervous about COVID. So I'm not going to be down protesting. Um, So I found uh, some information that I wanted to address um, that kind of lets you know other ways you can make a difference. If you're not able to to go down there and and protest. So I wanted to go over some of that. Is that okay if I do that right now? Yes, please. Okay. Um, So there's a lot of programs out there um, that you can um, kind of partner with that support racial justice and equality. Of course, Black Lives Matter. I had no idea that this was only founded in 2013 um, after the Trayvon martin um situation when he was acquitted um you can also consider organizations committed to ending mass incarceration and extreme sentencing like the equal justice initiative and they actually provide legal representation to people who have been wrongly convicted unfairly sentenced or abused in state jails and prisons There's groups like the National Council for Incarcerated and Formerly Incarcerated Women and Girls, and it's really focused on helping our lady friends out there who are inmates and ex-convicts. For a long-term grassroots impact, you can donate to local mutual aid funds like the COVID-19 Mutual Aid Network in Los Angeles. In Atlanta, they have the Metro Atlanta Mutual Aid Fund or East of the River Mutual Aid Fund. So mutual aid funds work to address homelessness and systematic inequalities by offering all sorts of community assistance from providing food to financial help, um, helping those in need. Many right now are focusing on helping those struggling during the coronavirus. Um, And it seems that the black community has been very affected by COVID-19. So they even provide the masks and hygiene kits. Now, if you can't protest, you can donate to help the protesters. Have you heard of the bail funds? I have. I I don't know much about it, but I've heard about them. So um, they've been very busy over the last couple of weeks. (laughs) You haven't heard about Chrissy Teigen? (laughs) Right? Because she made a huge donation, right? Yeah, she did a hundred thousand yeah. dollars to the bail funds, and then um, some people on Twitter gave her like shit because they were like, "Why are you like helping these these um, like hoodlums?" And like I don't know, they called him a bunch of names, and then Christy responded back, and she's like, "Oh, you're right. They might need more money, so she doubled it." <laughs> um. Yeah. <Love. laughs> um. And this. Like it sounds, free. It helps free people who are put into into um, jail or incarcerated during the protests. Um, there's the Minnesota Freedom Fund. That's a a bail fund. Um, there's there's lots out there. All you have to do is Google. That's how I found this information. Um, 
there's a lot of black families who've lost loved ones in the killings and and we're going to provide a link in the show notes to all of this information um and we'll also share it on our um facebook page so that you can really start to dig in to how you can help because it it's overwhelming if you're you're me ashley amber and it's it's like it's like the the curtain has been lifted and it's like this whole world out there that I didn't take the time to to even pay attention to for 38 years. It's it, isn't it crazy how like I remember learning about all of this stuff in high school and Malcolm X and yeah, but um, that that's history bullet points to answer on a test. In my case, right. Like, in my world, I didn't see any of this. Right. Yeah. I do remember I did an interview with my great-grandmother um, and um, specifically asking her questions about, like, um, like not segregation, but, like, segregation questions because I think that was the assignment for the class. And she was kind of the same way, Janet, where she's like, well, we didn't really have that in our area. Mm-hmm. Um and so, you know, you, you wonder where the breakdown, I wonder where the breakdown is. Like, I think it's, I pers- it's an Go assumption. Ahead. Like, well, this is how my life is. This is how everyone's life is. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but it- like, you always know about like the economic differences in the world. Like, oh, that person has a lot more money than I do. Or that person doesn't have very much money but outside of that I don't think I was aware yeah did you guys see the Instagram or I think it was an Instagram video that was going out about systemic racism and they like yeah talked specifically about the school system and the um STEM program did you see that because I saw something with the STEM program where they're calling out um the STEM program for being systematically racist well I feel like everything is but that one specifically was about home prices and home values and that um so like you take where i live for instance is in cherry creek and cherry creek is one of the best school districts and that is because our income tax or our like house sorry i forgot our property taxes are so freaking high on our houses and all that money gets funneled into the school system so if you look at some place like montbello which is a poor neighborhood in Denver and property taxes are not that high. Those school systems are not doing well. And you look at the families who typically afford, like the statistics that are coming out now are just ridiculous. Like how often black, you know, um, businesses are denied loans over white businesses um, for people of the same socioeconomic status. Like it's just, there's so much change that needs to be had. And I feel like, Kind of what I was getting at with their um, the question of like where where is this falling through the cracks? I mean, I really feel like it's not necessarily the news to um, bring attention to it, but kind of is the news. I mean, that's where a lot of people get their information and um, the algorithms that they have now in um, all the different social media platforms. I am a huge follower on Instagram of like food accounts, foodie accounts, like baking accounts, New York Times, that kind of stuff. And I rarely see black um, like content creators. 
And it's not until you start like searching out these black content creators and start following them that the algorithm changes and starts including them in like suggested yeah. profiles you can do. That's yeah. said. <laughs> Segway, segue. I have a couple accounts. If you are foodie accounts, there's two accounts that I am like obsessed with right now. Um, and actually, I've the one account I've followed for a long time, um, Grand Baby Cakes. And um, I'll give you the actual links, Janet, so you can put it in the Instagram thing. Uh, but she like this this woman is she is just celebrated her 39th birthday and she looks like she's like 23. She is just beautiful. She has amazing jeans and the food that she makes is just always looks so scrumptious. Mm. And then, Oh yeah, um, it does. <laughs> Y'all are yeah. looking too. <laughs> I know I and went then, on the computer and I'm looking. Right. And doesn't she look like she's like 24, 25? Like she's oh, for like, sure. She, yeah. yeah. And then another one I started – this is the one I actually mm-hmm. started following this last week. Um, it's called Fit Men Cook. And um, this guy, he is – he does, like, fitness and um, cooking, obviously. And um, – <laughs> Ashley. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Fit Men Cook. But um, his uh, – the food that he makes just always looks so delicious. Like, that's part of how I pick my – accounts as I start looking through and I'm like oh does that look good does that look good okay then that's content that I would want and he's also <laughs> like posted a couple funny videos of like stuff that he's like he has a video on there of, um he bought like this backpack for his dog and he's like trying to put his dog in the backpack oh so I see it yeah it's pretty funny <laughs> so. I will say his actually looks friendlier for those of us not eating carbs where the other one you mentioned, like you go to it and it's all pastries. And I was like, oh, yeah, I can't eat any of those for like eight months. But this guy seems to have some options. Yeah, yeah he did. He did dark chocolate almonds, uh, like cups the other day. So he does like a lot of keto stuff. He, he does a lot of uh, like diet friendly stuff. Yeah, I don't think I'd be able to follow the other woman until after I can eat carbs again. <laughs> well, I followed I her on our two girls page. So on our yeah, okay. two girls in wine, it's there, Amber, when you're ready. <laughs> Perfect. Um, and I shared on our, um, our blog spot today and our Facebook page some Black-owned wines and, um, and lists to um i think one was from forbes and the other one was from uh, another website with some uh, good go check them out black wines and and spirits yes um because the one yeah oh go ahead so well supporting black owned businesses it like you said ashley um during the pandemic um there are a lot there was a lot of small business assistance from the government and um, there was a an online survey of 500 African American and Latinx owned small businesses, and only 12 percent received the full assistance that they requested during COVID. Yeah, one so, of the articles, yeah. the one from Forbes, is talking about how 40 percent of Black owned businesses have had have been forced to close their doors during the coronavirus pandemic. Yeah. So, so we can, uh, and there's lists out there, like just Google oh, yeah. black owned businesses and you'll find everything. Like if you're looking for a bakery, if you're looking for a grocery store, like it's all out there. And 
was it out there a few weeks ago? I don't know, because I wasn't looking. And now I am. Yeah. And I think, I mean, I don't know. Going back to that, though, like, I like good quality stuff. I don't care who makes it, but definitely in this day and age, if I have a good quality something, I'm definitely going to give my business to the people who probably worked five times harder than the other person to get there. Right. Yeah. And had you guys heard of Juneteenth? I have heard of it, but only because it populates on my phone and then I looked it up to see what it was. Okay. See, it populates on my phone as well. And I was like, what is this? And I just ignored it until this last week. And Lizzo, Lizzo educated me. (laughs) (laughs) So she came out and asked fans to gather to um, get ready to mark Juneteenth. It's an annual celebration. I had no idea this existed. It commemorates when the Emancipation Proclamation was read to Texan slaves on June 19th, 1865. I had no idea. Ashley, did you know? I was in the same boat as you guys. I had heard of it. Mm -hmm. I didn't know what it was. It's... It's crazy, and I, I guess it's it's probably more observed in Texas. That makes sense, but why didn't I know what it was? Maybe the history teacher told me about it one day, but it wasn't on the test, so I didn't absorb it. Yeah, I don't know that they've ever really <laughs> done that, but um, I do know that for people who enjoy music, um, there is a virtual music festival to celebrate Juneteenth um, in efforts. I'm I, I when you said music festival, that sounds really fun. Okay, <laughs> carry on. Because uh, normally there are a bunch of other like festivals to celebrate that day, um, but with COVID nineteen, they are trying to put out a bunch of other virtual stuff. Um, so there are a lot, and probably in people's own hometowns, uh, they probably have some kind of virtual event, if not a smaller um, regulated event at this time. Excellent. Yeah. Now, I think this is a conversation that will continue um, for the unforeseeable future. Um, we do need to dig in a little bit to Bachelor Land. Yes, because we can pivot. That is kind of our foundation, but we're not going to pivot too far because the first thing we got to talk about is Becca Kufrin and Garrett, and that's oh, a yeah. very much is it adjacent, parallel? It's adjacent. That's what I was. Th- I would say adjacent because it, it intersects. Mm-hmm. There you go. Okay, so um, do one of you want to talk about it? Um, I, I feel like I've, know I've been talking yeah, a lot. She has. I read the article. Yeah. It, uh, oh, okay. It basically was so Becca, obviously, I think is good friends with um, Rachel or Rachel Lindsay. Yeah. And um, so she's obviously been very supportive of the Black Lives movement. Um, and then Garrett has been on the Blue Lives Blue yeah. Lives Matter. Blue and if you Lines. recall when Becca was Bachelorette. He got yep. called out for before Bachelor at time. He was liking things that yeah. were the opposite like, of Black Lives Matter. 
racist stuff. I remember that. I hate that word. Yeah, but it, it yeah. is a word. And so the podcast, uh, Bachelor Happy Hour, which w- is with Rachel Lindsay and then the co-host is Becca. Um, Rachel Lindsay did comment and sh- I mean, Becca told her not to hold back. So right. I think she knew what she was kind of getting into because Rachel is not one to hold her tongue by any means. Um, and so they did kind of get into it and how Rachel has said that she never commented on what Garrett did prior to this. And um, Becca's kind of stance on it was that she does not align with him. She doesn't agree with it. And her and her family are trying to get him to see the bigger picture. Um, Her defense of Garrett's post was that um, he had a friend that was um, a police officer that was shot in the back of the head during some of the protests. And so he wanted to stand up for that. And uh, the challenge that Rachel was having and that many others are having is that it's just not thought out like that. Him going that way is part of the problem, the problem. And it's not Um, the same. It's not the same. A police officer can take off their uniform. Yep. Mm -hmm. Exactly. That's a really good, that's good, Janet. Yeah. Yeah. And I was trying to Not find the quote, but I have yeah. a different one. So I think also interrelated to that um, was re- I read an article, and I can't remember if I shared it with you guys or not, but um, why do I – Rachel, Lindsay. I kept wanting to say Rebecca, and I was like, nope, that's not right. <laughs> um, she had also called out – obviously the bachelor producers, which we have talked about before. And we I've have, yeah. about, I've mm-hmm. said that there's not enough diversity on the show. Um, and she called out producers and said, Hey, like, you know, in how many seasons you've only had one black lead 40 and, um, 40. That's crazy. And she was like, you know, di- diversify your producing staff, which, yeah. um, yeah, if you have more diverse producers, I mean, they talk about this all the time in business. If you have more diverse board members, then you're going to think more like the the population, you know, like you're the more diverse you are on the top, the more you're going to make decisions that are better for the diversity that's on the bottom. And everybody's saying that there's a change.org petition. It's called a campaign for anti-racism in the Bachelor franchise and Tyler Cameron C.N. Fleming, Lauren Burnham, and so many more Bachelor alum have been signing and promoting this petition. Everybody wants the diversity to come into the Bachelor Well, how upset were we when Mike didn't get Bachelor? Right? Yeah. I mean, we were all like, he's a shoe-in, and then he didn't get it. Mm -hmm. And they did Peter, and well, that was a fucking bust. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it was. I saw so <laughs> many memes over the last couple of days. It was like, yes. you can fit a whole season into an hour. Why didn't you do this with Peters? It would have saved my life. <laughs> right? <laughs> I know. Watching The Bachelor last night, I was like, this is the best way. I mean, it was on Monday night when I watched it last night. I was like, this is the best way ever to watch the season. Oh, I watched That's it true. on Monday. I was so excited. I started like 30 minutes late. And I was like, this is amazing. Yeah, it yeah. like cuts out all the shit. Yeah. yeah. And really and does. you get updates on people's lives. And it doesn't <laughs> feel like you're like have this ball and chain for how many weeks? It's uh, like you're in and out. It's like a one night stand. <laughs> it's great. Exactly. 
exactly I'm joking, Steve. No one night stands here. <laughs> Yikes. Not not tonight. <laughs> or ever. So this week, the very first episode of Bachelor Greatest of All Time. Bachelor Goat. Goat yes. Greatest of All Time. I know that's Great. the hashtag, but is that the actual title? No, it's called The Bachelor of the Greatest oh. Seasons. Greatest Seasons of All Time. Ever. Oh, ever. Ever. Um, so this this week actually featured Sean Lowe. I hadn't seen his season. I knew who he was because a lot of people talk about him and Catherine. Um, and prior to the show airing, Catherine actually released a, um, some information about how she felt that she was just checking a box. Ashley, yep. do you want to talk about that? Sure. <laughs> I did, did not I send prepare. That no. Did somebody else? But Amber just talked about the last article. <laughs> yeah. Um, so she talked about how exactly what you said. She was just there to check a box. Asian American skin color, hair color, whatever. There was no um, way he would ever pay any attention to her. Exactly. And I think we saw that repeated in the in the footage last night when she kept saying a guy like him would never go for a girl like me. He yeah. he fit the mold of her perfect guy. Right. And um which is I love it cuz it means that he obviously was just looking for the person. Mhm. Yeah. Which is so season. sweet. Hit, um, did you guys follow along with his tweets? No. They were really on fire, and then they just stopped. And I'm like, was that Catherine? <laughs> Catherine was like, stop it. Because he's only an hour behind us. So, And I feel like they stopped more than midway, like maybe less than midway through. Because I was watching Ish live. Um, but his his tweets are great. And if you don't follow him on ins- on um, oh, Twitter, he's fantastic. Oh. I don't follow him on Twitter, but I follow him and his wife on uh, Instagram, and they are hilarious. They're so funny. I love their their sense of humor. And the amount of people that don't get their sense of humor is astronomical. And so sad. It's insane. Um, I want to say, like, Tierra Lacasse. Yeah. So I, again, this is my first time watching Sean's season. And I, she stood out to me at first. Like I was like, "Who is this girl?" So I went to go follow her. And my first, yeah. my second comment about Sean Lowe's season recap is, I was like, "Huh, her her Instagram's private, but she got the first yeah. impression." Rose, I don't understand what's going on. I was so confused. I was not. <laughs> well, it's because you've seen this whole season. I haven't. I didn't know what was coming. Um, I loved how Robin's epic foot fail was from his season i've seen that over and over again the girl that gets out of the limo tries to do flips and falls on her face yeah <laughs> and then That's of course great. um the girl that showed up in the wedding dress super awkward yes, Lindsay. Lindsay, i love her though she's from missouri so i do too <laughs> <laughs> when i first watched the season i was like there is no way this bitch is gonna make it through the first night and she then didn't she think so either made it all the way to the end and right? i loved her i'm glad they did a recap with her because you know she's yeah. awesome mm-hmm. um and then there was ashley pease yep. craziness do you guys have yeah. notes on this I feel like I, don't I, I just have bullet points i'm like so i didn't like do my full like 
notes. These are just my bullet points. And like, we're rolling it all along. And then all of a sudden, freaking Bachelor Peak shows up. And I was like, yeah, where am I? Ridiculous. And he's going to confirm some crazy news. And I was like, comparison. This shit has been real for like three weeks or longer. I I was going to say, it's been all over Instagram. I saw someone tweet or, or post about Chris Harrison trying to tease bachelor or bachelor pete was like he forgot there's the internet and yeah. like <laughs> real-time updates we know we yeah. we know yeah anyway um and lots of lots of memes going around about how everyone would just prefer not to see peter or his mom or his girlfriend i would really prefer to never see barb yeah. ever again yeah well i think after this she'll be silent hopefully (laughs) Uh, and then we had the longest on-screen kiss with leslie and sean so awkward fast forwarded through well yeah they didn't have to show the whole dang thing that was really it was awkward but i did think it was kind of romantic yeah no if you just started Um. dating a guy and he did that that's guinness book of world records your names are going to be in it together that's romantic. That's a that's like a pimple in time. It's never gonna go away. Pimple, <laughs> wrinkle, like a pimple like in time. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say, a pimple in like your yearbook. Photo. I meant like a wrinkle in time. <laughs> wrinkle. This is why I typically herpes. drink Malibu, not herpes. <laughs> herpes is the gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> well, and Leslie is um, the one that I talk about all the time, who was tested positive for the BRCA uh, gene. Mm-hmm. And she had a preventative double mastectomy a couple years ago, and she brought a, brought a lot of light um, into education regarding uh, BRCA and preventative care and um, all of that around breast cancer. So, and she also makes a lot of money. I'm I'm assuming it's a lot of money by traveling. So after she got off that um, season, she became one of those like travel um, Instagram influencers. Mm. So she was able to kind of travel and take photos and like make money off of um, her postings and getting people to go where she was going. And her Instagram is just gorgeous. That's awesome. Who is that again? Leslie Ann Murphy. I've Uh, heard that name a bunch. Yeah. And then you have Sarah whose story is... Oh, yeah. Amazing. I cried a little bit. She's so cute. Mm. She is so, just fierce. And she's in Colorado. She is in Colorado. She is a Colorado girl. But yeah. then again, so is Tierra. Yeah. So, yeah. So, Tierra, she is the crazy one. Now, at this bullet point, I see why her account is private. <laughs> and she- Yeah, she kind of fell off the face of the planet, her. And then there's also a woman from Chris Soul's season. That both of them, like, a lot of other quote-unquote villains from the Bachelor, Bachelorette seasons um, are still active on social media. But those two, like, disappeared. Like, nobody knows what happened to them. Um, I really hope that they show Chris Soul's season at some point, but I don't think they will. Um, Just because somebody needs to see this woman and the way that she talked about her um, husband who had passed. They, um, I thought the way Chris was talking, it was as if they were going to show every single season. No, there's no way they can't. First of all, no one's going to watch Juan Pablo. 
because but they're I think balls. they're gonna show his season like they've shown clips of the Kara and want Kara well I'm wondering if they're gonna have like something that's like the worst something or no I feel like Juan Pablo's Claire. is such a train thank you I've been thinking trying to think of that name for three minutes I'm like <laughs> they've been showing the the clip of Claire and Juan Pablo breaking up in the teaser Juan Pablo's season is such a train wreck that it's going to make for a good recap. Oh, I He's a bad cannot. human. Before Peter, he was like the most hated bachelor, but I feel like Peter may have beat him. I don't know. Like, Peter just sucked, but Juan Pablo was an ass. He was. It's okay. Oh, it's okay. Um, and then that polar bear challenge. Oh, Hell oh no. Before the drama with Tiara, um, I was I was like, nope, no, no. <laughs> do you know that? So I actually have friends that do that every year. I um, do too. In the Aurora yeah. Reservoir. Oh, I think ours is in the Mississippi River. Oh, uh, does it Might even get cold River. down there? What? In Mississippi? Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, most places the Mississippi- get winter. Well, the Mississippi River goes all the way down the U.S. What part of the Mississippi River? Um, the part that's in Wisconsin. Okay, that's the really cold part. <laughs> I was like, is she fucking with me again? <laughs> no. <laughs> Missouri or Mississippi River goes that's all the way so down. Weird. I was like, do I answer honestly or is she fucking with me? You didn't say Sorry. where on the Mississippi River. It's a very long river, I, Amber. In my head. I was getting ready to say it, and so I didn't think about it. I thought that I had said it. I'm My apologies. Sorry. Yeah, you did not. <laughs> <sighs> Desiree's brother. Oh, yeah, that was rough. He looks like um, the guy from Tiger King, but he has all of his teeth. Doesn't he? Yeah. Amber hasn't watched Tiger King. Yeah, I have no idea what you're talking about. Ashley, all I know is yeah, the I could see that. TikTok. Yeah, for sure. There is Tiger King news, but that's good. He he's <laughs> gonna die very soon, and so he needs to get out of jail. That's the Tiger and, King news, right? And Carol's taking over his uh, his zoo. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, the court approved it, oh. so they have like ninety days or something like that. Are they just gonna release all the tigers? Because well, I think that the other guy with the hat and the bandana, he, with all the wives. Yeah, he has the option to um, take whatever animals he wants. That's weird. There's a little echo, Amber. Sorry. (laughs) My headphone wasn't working correctly, and so it, like, shot you guys to speaker real quick versus my headphone. I'm sorry. Got it. It's okay. Well, that's crazy. Anyway, sorry. No, that was good information. I thought Chris Harrison and his son were adorable. Yeah, they were. I would have liked to see his son, though, like, more. He's 18. He's very insecure still. <sighs> I, my favorite part was he was like, well, I mean, you've practically been part of the show. Mm-hmm. Like, Your entire life. You were born. <laughs> yeah. True story. Might, might so now step it up. For it. Get paid. <laughs> and, you know, after watching Sean Lowe's season, I see a massive difference in... Sean Lowe's season and the seasons that we have had most recently because it felt like people were actually there to find love 
And yeah. they were real yes. people. That is literally exactly what Pat said. He watched about 30 minutes of it and he goes, these are like real people and they're having real conversations. And um, he said they're, they're speaking real words. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I go, these people are like the same age as, as him and I. I mm-hmm. was like, like back in 2013, they were the same age we were in 2013. I go, so if you think about like the conversations we would have had, and he was like, oh, so you're just saying that the younger generation is, like, stupid? <laughs> I was like, no. I was like, no, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that they are – they the younger generation grew up in a different time period. I mean, they grew up in social media. Like, everything's very superficial. Right. So I think that that yeah. has had an influence on the cast members who come on. I agree. And Instagram wasn't a thing back then. No. What was that? Oh, yeah, what was that? I'm sorry. I slid my phone across the top of the laptop to try and get a different view on my laptop. I'm it so sorry. It sounded like it was on like a bungee cord. It was like... <laughs> We're going bungee. <sighs> anyway. Yeah. So I'm, I was very excited um, to be able to watch the recap of Sean Lowe's season. And it's going to be hard to watch a full season over... How many weeks is a typical season? Like 50? Ugh. Well, after Peter's, that's what it feels like. I know. <laughs> I think it's just like 10 or 12. 12 or 16? 12 to 16? <laughs> it's too long. Is what a- Hi, Nick! Hi. Hey. Nick just walked in. Hi! He brought me food. <laughs> That's nice of him. Aww, Nick, take sweet. the dumb. <laughs> She's like, but I want the cheeseburger. Aww. Uh, where's my lettuce, yo? Next week... Yes, I did. Look at your text. Oh. Hi. Sorry. Uh, Yeah. Welcome back to the podcast. Um, (laughs) Next week. I'm so excited for next week. So I didn't see Caitlin's season. I watched the beginning of it. I remember seeing the two girls and them deciding on on which two girls. And then I was like, because I watched Chris Soul's season. So I think I, I started to watch and I was like, I'm not into this. But I'm super excited to see my my favoriteest female from Bachelor Land, Caitlin. I'm so excited. I loved her season. I honestly think it might be one of my favorite seasons. And I'm really excited for you guys to see it. And so, Ashley, you sent a text today. You should talk about that. Because I was waiting for Amber to, like, blow up in the text messages. And obviously, she missed that part. So at the in the previews for Caitlyn's season, if you watched all the previews, they have towards the end, Chris says something about that Nick has been Nick Vial has been holding on to a secret five for the last years. five years, and he's gonna spill it, gonna and spill it's it. going to change how you feel about Nick and Caitlyn's season. So Amber, Whatever. it's gonna be something stupid how can it be something stupid if it's gonna change because, how how you because feel because they already no because mm-hmm. it's nick related it. <laughs> he looks so much cuter now and looking at him in the the from caitlin's season like he did not look cute then it's, yeah i know you're not I a fan but I, I i still find nick vial to be attractive in 2020 i, I don't know. make yourself throw up because you got to eat still that's never mind. I'm not even gonna say it. Um, 
Girls gotta eat. So the thing is, though, is that the Caitlyn Bristow season, like, there's so much. I mean, everybody already knows all the controversy. Like, there can't possibly be anything except Not for, Not everyone. Like, I don't. <laughs> is your screen I've, frozen? I haven't watched it, so I, I only know... I haven't I've either. Had. That's what I'm saying. Like, well, this is all new to me. So I'm trying not to say it. So I'm not going to say it. But I know that her and Nick had sex before the right. fi- the fantasy suite. So what else could change? I don't know. What maybe could they make me like him? Maybe he got herpes. <laughs> but that doesn't make me like him any better because I'm going to say that he gave it to Caitlin. Oh. And then she gave it to Jason. Yeah. Wait, no. Sean was in between Jason and Nick. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Well... <laughs> Do we care That's about an interesting it? sandwich. <laughs> oh my gosh, we're just being silly. So, girls, what are what are you listening to? Um, I just finished another book, so I have finished all six books of the Mercy Kilpatrick series, which I highly recommend. Um, and I have not started any new podcasts at this time, even though I sent a link for a new podcast. Um, I have not started. We'll it. talk about that next week. So, your homework if you choose to accept it, is to listen to the podcast by next week. Okay. Ashley? Uh, I'm not listening to anything new. Sorry. That was Pat. That COVID, man. Um, <laughs> I just started listening to The Wives by Taryn Fisher, and it's got me hooked. It's about oh, this lady that shares a husband with two other women. Oh. Yeah. Like Sister, sister Wives. wives. Yes, but they're in different cities. They don't like know each other. That's, oh, it's a so very it's just an affair. No, they all know each other, know about each other, but they don't know each other. That's weird. Yeah, it's it's got me, man. Are you guys watching anything new? Uh, yes. What's <laughs> happening in your world? Oh my gosh, Amber turned me on to this. Um, television show that I am now obsessed with. What's it called? It's called The Genetic Detective. I don't know if it's a the in there, but Genetic Detective. I think you're right. I think it's The Genetic Detective. It's about a woman who um, used to do genealogy as a hobby and then turned it into a business where she would help like adopted kids and and stuff find their their family and their their lineage and stuff and then she started working with the police departments to do forensic genealogy and how she does it is so interesting to me i'm like this is my dream job like investigation but not like i don't have to be an actual detective and then there's like a ton of analysis work involved with it i was like i i think i'm i legitimately think i'm gonna do a ton of research and figure out how she backs into the family tree. Because basically what she does is she takes like a DNA profile and she finds matches associated with it. And then she finds from that match the common ancestor. Mm-hmm. And then from the common ancestor, she rebuilds all the family trees. And that's how she locates the person within the family tree. And what's the name of that again? Genetic Detective. It's on ABC. Okay, so first of all, I talked about it last week. I'm sorry. Second of all, Ashley didn't listen to the podcast last week, but I had to text her because she wasn't on the podcast last week, and I knew she wasn't going to listen. 
by the time we had it, and I knew she would be excited about this show. I no, like, but you did a better is, explanation than me. <laughs> excited is an understatement. She did a like very obsessed. good sell, Amber. She did a very did. good sell. Like I, I remember you mentioning it last week, and I was wondering if you guys like were playing this together, and obviously not. Uh, but Jan- so. You should um other- you should be in sales, Ashley. I was waiting for <laughs> Janet to be like, "Oh, that's right. Amber talked about that last week." But nope, she was, I like, was what was the name of that? I was trying to uh to, uh-huh. to be chill. I oh, saw your you- face, Amber. I I remembered last week. I do. <laughs> if you were a typical true crime junkie, there the case she just did from like Monday. I think it was yeah. on Monday. Monday or Sunday. I have the ABC app. I hope it's on there. I hope it's on there. It's on there. Um, The case that she did is actually a case I've watched on Dateline. What's it uh, called? Which one? Which one? I don't know. Why do you do that? (laughs) I don't remember. It was... um, It's one of the cases everyone knows. Which one, Ashley? (laughs) I don't know. It's a case of a woman who was raped and murdered, and they, they... found a guy and they convicted him but then the mom who was pushing for it decided that she she after hearing the guy's story and everything was like this isn't the guy Amber, so did you she find pushed it? for she pushed for him to be released and the judge um like he got he was able to get out of jail but they wouldn't take the the conviction off of his record which means he couldn't um, get a job so it, and this has like only been within the last year. So when they employed the help of this forensic genealogy um, genealogist in the last year, they were able to identify the actual killer. And this guy finally got the the sentence off of his record. That's awesome. I think it was Angie Dodge. Yes. Thank you. Angie Dodge. Look at that. That's what it was. We make a great team. <laughs> Which was in Idaho Falls, Idaho. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, I do you have your positive poly? Oh, I do. I think Pat just died in the back. Um, <laughs> he's, he's not did, dead yet, guys. He's got COVID. <laughs> so, let's see. I have a lot. Um, <sighs> okay, I'll just do this. He one. doesn't have COVID. I was joking. You shouldn't joke <laughs> like that. He just he has a perpetual cough. He's allergic to Ashley. Yeah, that's what Nick <laughs> says about me all the time. All right, Positive Polly, come on. Okay, so our Positive Polly is from Michelle Obama, and it says, no country can ever truly flourish if it stifles the potential of its women and deprives itself of the contributions of half of its citizens. There you go. That's perfect. Wine book time, number 11. Choose wine glasses which are plain as as possible, which are as plain as possible. Part of the delight of a wine drinking experience is seeing the wine's color and this is lost if you put it in a blue or pink glass engraved or cut glasses can also distort the subtleties of the wine's appearance so it's all about the appearance of the wine that's uh, it no guys it's a gas station I, wine book I, I i'm just going too. through reading all the things don't come I, at me <laughs> i would say too amber based on our learning about wine you can't you probably see the wine. want a glass that is um like 
texture wise is like smooth so that way you can like judge the viscosity and everything when you swirl the wine in the glass you guys i suppose that is true but i still like etched i like designed on them you know what i want to do after covid we should all go to ballast ballasteria again and just have wine I was thinking about that the other day. Oh my gosh! And their cheese platter. And what oh, else? Yeah. What else did we eat that was beautiful oh my God, we from ate them? So much. They oh, had so much good food. Yes. Everything was amazing. Yes. So good. All right, we'll be back next week. Next week we're going to record on Tuesday. Yeah. 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 See. See. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. Check out our show notes. Check out all of our platforms. We'll have all the links that we we talked about in the podcast we'll be back next week bye Bye. oh wait we didn't talk about blake oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) this is like a postscript yes this is the the podcast so i think we talked about on the podcast a long time ago that i found out that one of my co-workers knows blake that from the bachelor world from high school and a year ago before bachelor in paradise is when I found this out, and he was like, I'll reach out to Blake and see if he'll he'll shoot you a message for your podcast. And I was like, yeah, that'll work. Well, <laughs> takes COVID to make Blake check all of his messages, and he finally sent one, and it was way off. Like, I hear you're starting a podcast, but it's fine. It was just really cool to hear Blake talk, say my name. Yeah, I had a hard time hearing it when you sent it to us, and so I didn't realize that it was sent from your friend Jamie, or like that's how it happened my friend Damien Damien Jamie (laughs) yeah but it was really cool I shared it on our insta story no one commented so (laughs) it's fine (laughs) anyway okay bye bye bye